0: When I hear people talk about praying or reading their Bible, I know those are important things to do, but I don't know where to start. I go to church, but I want to grow. I want to share my faith and develop spiritual habits, but I don't know how. And it's hard to ask for help. I don't want people to think less of me, and I'm not sure who to ask. I could probably just Google it but who knows what I would find. I just want to know how to. We've been in a series called how to, and we've talked about how to fast and how to study God's word. And today we're going to talk about how to pray and I'll be very upfront with you. I doubt that I'm going to tell you anything new about prayer, if you've been around for church very long, you already know that you should pray and so I'm not here to guilt you. I'm not here to shame you for not praying as much as what you would like to pray. I I could tell you that prayer is powerful and I think you know that and we will talk about how prayer is powerful today. You probably already know some of the acronyms that, uh, about prayer. You've probably heard of acts that will help guide you in your prayers. Uh, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Maybe you've heard of the tacos uh, acronym. I, I could spend time on all of those things. But, you know, the best advice that I learned on how to pray was if you want to learn how to pray, simply pray. I, I know it's pretty fo- profound, right? If you want to learn how to pray, pray. We could talk all day long about prayer. I could show you different passages of prayers here in the Bible. But if you really want to learn how to pray, simply pray. If you are learning how to ride a bicycle, we could talk about riding a bicycle. We could look at buying the best bicycles for you. We could watch other people ride bicycles. But if you really want to ride a bicycle, you've got to get on the bicycle and start pedaling. That's the best experience that you could possibly have when learning how to ride a bicycle. And it's the same thing with prayer. If you want to learn how to pray, start praying, start communicating with God. Now, when we talk about prayer, I think we all realize that prayer makes a difference or we wouldn't do it, right? Prayer makes a difference or we wouldn't do it. Tony Evans pointed out, that there is God's unconditional will and there's his conditional will. God's unconditional will is that he decides what's going to happen and it happens no matter what, without any human involvement. It's not dependent on our action or any action, period. for example, God has promised never again to destroy the earth by a flood. And so it doesn't matter what we do, it doesn't matter our opinion, God said promise, that's never going to happen. That's his unconditional will. He's decided that in place. There's no conditions on this promise. Now, on the other hand, there's God's conditional will, and that's where the things won't happen unless unless God has our cooperation from us and we align with his will. For example, 2 Timothy 2.4 says that God wants everyone to be saved and to know the truth. He wants everyone to come to know him. Now these things can and will happen on the condition that people accept the invitation of God that's been given to us and we align with his will. Another example would be God says, Abraham, I wanna make you into a great nation. I wanna bless you. I wanna do amazing things from you. But what I need you to do is I need you to leave your country that you're living in right now. And I need you to move to this new country. Now, that couldn't happen unless Abraham aligned with God's will, unless he cooperated with God. There are things in your life and my life that are tied to God's conditional will. Things things that will happen or won't happen until God gets cooperation from us, until we get aligned to God's will. And one of the primary mechanisms that God has established to align us with his conditional will is prayer. And that's one of the reasons why prayer is so important. It's one of the mechanisms that God has established to align us with his conditional will. Now, when we talk about God's will, I never want to put God in a box. God can do what what he wants anytime he wants. He doesn't need my permission or your permission. We also know that God gives free will, and part of that free will is that we, we get to make the choice... To pray. He's not forcing us to do something. He gives us the opportunity to pray. Tony would go on to say that when we pray, it helps bring heaven visible on earth. It helps bring heaven visible on earth. For example, there was a big crowd that was following Jesus big, big crowd, and they were hearing him teach, and eventually they got hungry. And Jesus says, hey, we need to feed these people. And he tells the disciples this. And the disciples look around and they're like, well, there's not an H-E-B close by. I, there's no McDonald's or whatever else that we want to eat. And they only find a boy that has some few, a few fish and some bread. And Jesus says, well, let me have it. And he looks to heaven. He breaks the bread. And the bread's multiplied. And there's so much food that feeds this huge crowd that have men and women and children, that there's 12 baskets of leftovers. And and you look at this, and that's heaven coming to earth in a visible way. Now, if anyone anyone, uh, that wouldn't have had to pray, it would have been Jesus. I mean, Jesus was the person that he didn't have to pray, but he did. And I think he set a great example for us, and this story shows us how heaven came to earth. When you pray, it's possible that you're bringing heaven down to earth. So prayer is more than words. Prayer is not an event. Prayer is not treating like Jesus or God is a genie in a bottle just to grant us whatever wish that we want. It's not trying to manipulate God for what we want. 1 Thessalonians 5.17 says, pray without ceasing. Prayer is more than a formula. It's a relationship with God. Prayer should be as natural as breathing force. Well we don't have to tell ourselves to breathe, right? Well, in the same way, we shouldn't have to remind ourselves to pray. It should just come naturally to us. Prayer is more about the who than the results. We often are concerned about praying for the results, and God's is more concerned about uh, who we're praying to and building a relationship with us, because when we pray, we see God's character. We see the different aspects of God. And when we pray and we're aligned with God, we we find peace in our life. And if the answer is yes to our prayers, awesome. And if the answer is no, that's okay too. Because you know what? Our Heavenly Father has what's best for us in His mind. He wants what's best for you. He wants what's best for me. He wants what's best for everyone. And sometimes He says, wait. And some of you right now, you're in the waiting zone. And you say, well, what do I do? I'm getting frustrated. And what I would say is, keep on praying. Keep on praying. We see examples of that. When you're in the waiting zone, don't get frustrated. Just keep on praying. When we pray, we're in the presence of God. You you think about how noisy this earth is. You, You think about just all the noise that's around your house, period. You walk outside and you probably hear cars and you hear different things going on. But through all the noise of the universe, God hears your prayer. He hears my prayers. He hears our church's prayers. Let me read several scriptures to you right now. Psalm eighteen six. It's, it says, In my distress I called to the Lord, and I cried for my God for help. From his temple he heard my voice. My cry came before him into his ears. We have a God that hears. When you utter a prayer, when you utter a syllable of a prayer, God hears you. Hears you despite all that. I don't understand how he can hear all of our prayers. I don't understand how he can do all the things he does. But scripture is very clear. He hears our prayers. Hebrews 4, 16 says, So let us boldly come, let us come boldly to the throne of our gracious God, there you will receive his mercy and we'll find grace to help us when we need him most. We have a God that we can come to that's approachable. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, then Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. We have a God that cares. And some of you are weary and you're tired. And God says, come to me. You don't have to do life alone. Come to me. Philippians 4, one of my favorite ones, starting in verse 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. When you wake up and you start worrying, guess what? Pray instead. Tell God what you need. Thank him for what he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. When we pray, when we align with God's will, we're going to feel a sense of peace, We have a God that hears our prayers, and he wants us to bring everything to him. He wants a relationship with us. And I think we have a heavenly father who often is just waiting to bless us when we align with his will. We have a God that says, when you pray, be prepared for an answer. we need to be ready for an answer. If you pray for rain, then you better have an umbrella out. When I pray for this church to be filled up with people in our worship center, then I better have extra chairs ready because at any point in time, God could fill up this room. When I pray that God would have people notice our outside sign here at the church, then I better be prepared that people are going to see that sign and be ready to have those conversations. So when you pray, pray with faith. Pray with faith. So how do we pray? How do we pray? Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6, and if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. That's where we're going to spend the most of our time at. Verse 5, it says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners in the synagogues where everyone else can see them. I tell you the truth, that uh, that, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away uh, by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. And when you pray, don't babble on like the Gentiles do, they think their prayers are answered merely by repeating the words again and again. Don't be like them, for your father knows exactly what you need, even before you ask him. Prayer is not the way, not about you. It's not about how you look, it's not about your fancy words. God wants a relationship with you, and prayer is not about us, but it's about Him. And there are times that we have private prayer and there's times that we have public prayer. But whenever or however we pray, it's always about him. Verse 9, Jesus said, pray like this. Our Father in heaven, may your name be kept holy or how would be your name. That's how I memorize it. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread or the translation I'm reading right now says, The food that we need, forgive us of our sins, and we will have forgiven those who sin against us, or and, as we for, have forgiven those who have sinned against us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Here's the pattern that I want you to notice in this prayer there's praise, there's petition, there's confession, and there's forgiveness. Matt Chandler Chandler said it this way. He said, prayer flows between two posts, praise and petition, that often leads us to confession. And I would add, on top of that, leads us to forgiveness. You look at verse nine, praise. How would be your name? God, you are holy. You are strong. You're a mighty God. You are the creator of the world. We look at verses 10 and 11. We see the petition. God, let your will be done on earth. Bring heaven to earth, God. Give us the food that we need. Help us in any way that you can. Here we're asking God for, for the things that we need in our life. Nothing is off limits. You look at verse 12 and we see confession and we see forgiveness. Lord, I'm struggling here. I'm tired. I'm discouraged. I'm struggling with these sins. Lord, please forgive me. And then notice, he doesn't say, help us forgive those who sinned against us. He doesn't say, you should forgive those who... He doesn't say, you should forgive those. He says, as you have forgiven those who have sinned against you. If you look at verses 14 and 15, it says, If you forgive those who sinned against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. And so when we're praying, we can't help but be moved to confession and also forgiveness. When you bring heaven to earth, you can't help but forgive others. Sometimes people will come to me and they say, I'm really having a hard time forgiving this person in, their, in, in my life. And I said, well, let me encourage you. Why don't you pray for them for 30 days? For, pray for them for a month and see what happens. And often they've come back and like, well, as I've prayed for them, my heart has changed. I believe that's what prayer can do. You can look at verse 13 and you see petition again. Help us overcome temptation. Rescue us from Satan who is a liar, who roars like a lion. I pray this prayer. I pray this prayer for Castle Hills often. Lord, keep Satan away from this property. Keep him away from our buildings. Keep him away from, from any area that we're ministering to. You know, I told you the best way to learn how to pray is to pray. And this morning, I want to lead us through a time of prayer. And so I want to start right now with, our, with a little prayer time. And I want, want you to kind of think about this. I want you to start by praising God. And so whoever you're around right now, maybe you're at home or maybe you're out on the patio, wherever you're at. I want you to pray. You can either pray with a few people in your family or you can pray silently. But pray right now about how God, or just praise Him right now. Take time to to tell Him how thankful you are for Him. Now I want you to take some time and to petition God. I want you to to ask him where you need help at right now. Maybe you need wisdom. Maybe you need discernment. Maybe you need healing. Ask God to bring heaven to earth in some capacity in your life. Ask God to put people in your path that you can give the hope of Jesus to. So will you take a few moments and pray? Now will you take some time to confess and to forgive? Is there anything that you're struggling with that you need to confess to God? Are you weary? Are you tired? Are you anxious? Are there relationships that need to be prepared, repaired, or things that you're holding a grudge, uh, someone that you're holding a grudge against? Will you let God start the healing process toward forgiveness? Take a few moments and pray. Ask him to show you the areas of your life that you need to confess to him and also start that process of forgiveness. pray with me. Father, we come before you at this time of communion, and I just pray that you would help us align with your will. We help us uh, to bring heaven to earth. Use us as your vessels. Lord, we thank you for coming down into the messiness of this world and loving us and showing us how to do this. In your precious holy name, Amen.